What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, all your social media needs. Uh, you can check out our weekly Pop Culture Week in Review on your favorite podcast catcher. And uh, we got the whole crew here as I drive home from work. <laughs> and yeah, let's go. Let's talk wrestling. Let's get Ken yeah. pulled over live on the air. Yep. And this week, we are starting with AEW because Ken has a huge boner for AEW right now. And before he before he gets out I'm of the sorry. car, he wants to be able we can talk. AEW's. We'll start at the bottom. So here, did no one else like the the show this week? Am I the no, only I liked one it. that was? Ex- I it too. I just I wasn't like. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's just okay. let let let's go through it. So we'll start off dynamite. We'll go through dynamite here first. Um, I, well, I'll do the ratings after, after we talk about the show. Okay. Dynamite opening up with the with the Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Okay, so this, um, go. What did you guys think about the Battle Royal? Everybody was in it. Everybody that wasn't on the rest of the card was pretty much in this. It was very predictable from the beginning. As soon as Orange Cassidy got eliminated but not eliminated, you knew he was going to be in at the end. And you knew the Inner Circle guys were going to get into a little, little scuffle at the end as well. I agree. I thought that I'm getting real annoyed with Battle Royals anymore. And here's why. A lot of Battle Royals, I, yeah. I really like Royal Rumble. I like Battle Royals. I think they're fun to mix stuff up. But it's not a Battle Royal if everyone lays down so two guys can get their spots in yep. and then like those guys eliminate then two more people stand up and then they get their shit in it's not fun for me to watch that the fun yeah. is to like seeing it's like a car crash i don't want to see everyone laying around when mm-hmm. my wife can watch wrestling and go well why is everyone just laying around by the ropes i go because it's fucking dumb because they yeah. they it's not it turned into a spot fest that, yeah. that everyone has to lay down until they get their shit in now besides that I like the booking. There's a lot of things that come out of it. Right. The hangman with the dark order stuff. Right. It gives them something to do where they don't look like jokes. Yeah. Um, It gives hangman uh, something to do other than going after Kenny right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Um, and he had a little bit. I liked that there was a little bit with him and Matt Hardy. So maybe that's a feud for a few months. You know. Something to do there. That was good. I mean, gives them both something to do. Yeah, gives them something to do. So you're right with that. I, you know, I agree with you. There was a lot of that. Like, they're just sitting around while two people are. No one else is fighting. You know, they they had to do Wardlow versus Miro, and you have to hear Jr. go a hundred times. These guys are massive. I'm like, Ken and Brock are taller than both these guys. <laughs> like, like Miro's in good shape, and so is Wardlow. But you can like, they're not the biggest two behemoths I've ever seen wrestle. You know, they go like a little outrageous, but you know, Miro did yeah. his thing. You know, was the first time they made him look like a him. Yeah, they, they made Miro look like a beast. Yeah, they, gave him good, they you know made him look better. Uh, they did the orange Ca- orange Cassidy did the typical. He you forgot he was eliminated. They've done that trope a million times now. Yeah. WWE and AEW have done that. It's so played out. Like we all know he didn't get eliminated. We're watching the show. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, get eliminated. I know. I I know to not start celebrating that it's over. Yeah. You know how the announcers not know. Oh my God, where did he come from? You saw it. 
You even called I like it. Wardlow's like, hey, he's outside. Like, he's the one that was like, hey, where's yeah. Cassie still in it? Like, right. So, yeah. Wardlow's not an idiot. Yeah, exactly. It does set up. Uh, it does set up a match I'd rather watch though in MJF versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Wouldn't want to. You know, depending when they were doing the role, who who it's going to be. I don't want to watch like uh, MJF and Wardlow in the match, and then he just lays down for him, kind of bullshit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was glad that there was more. Where is Luchasaurus at? I don't know. I don't think he's injured, but maybe he's just not flying from the West Coast as much. Yeah, because I haven't seen him on a show in a while. Jungle Boy's been by himself. Yeah. I don't I, dark, so I don't know if he's on there, if Marco's on there. I I don't watch it either. I would I you know I just I don't have time to watch dark because there's a the hundred ro- matches on an episode of dark. And the roster's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So many people on this roster. I mean, it looks like they just brought over from dark. That's like their staging area. That uh, that tag team that got involved with the Bucks in the back. Yeah, I like those guys because they have I that mean, top flight. They have a lot of tag teams, a lot of people. I don't think top flight got signed yet. No. So here's what I heard rumors, and you guys might have heard it too. There's talk that Dark's gonna split into two shows, where mm-hmm. one's gonna be like their young, like these are the young guys, like NXT style. And then yeah. one's going to be their truly their like undercard second tier show. Okay. So it's going to be like levels. Like, all right, these are the young guys. They're just coming up or getting started. So you can kind of get familiar with them. And yeah. then there'll be the B show and then there'll be dynamite. And there's more to that as we get to the end of this AW show that go into there as well. Okay. Um, so then you had um, uh, Kazarian versus Jericho. Um, I really think Jericho looks really out of shape lately. Yeah, I agree. I think he looks tired. I think he looks slow. I think his matches are not very enjoyable for me to watch. This was uh, the lowest point of the show for me. Yeah, it's it looked very like sloppy. Like I remember him wrestling last year in some of these matches and how like good he looked for his age. He he looks old. It's just not really entertaining. To I me. think I think they got the ending to this match wrong. If there was all the shenanigans going on outside the ring with the inner circle distracting Jericho and stuff, it should have cost him the match. He doesn't yes. lose, though, Brock. He doesn't take losses. Yeah. I mean, he loses, you know, he gave Orange Cassie a couple, like, schmoz wins, you know, where he knocked him into an orange vat, or he surprised rolled up him, but he doesn't. Yeah. Last time he really lost, other than Moxley. Yeah. He doesn't really get pinned, you know what and I mean? And let's not also forget that this is exactly the Bullet Club storyline between uh, Kenny and Cody, that they're doing the exact same storyline with the Inner Circle. Yeah. Ken yeah. can vouch for that. Yep, yeah, it's true. It's the See, the Inner Circle thing. got involved, and now there's going to be, next week they decide if they want to break up. They're eventually just going to turn on him. Obviously, that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about where Sammy lies in this. Everyone, I, I kind of think it looks like Sammy is like gonna like be with Jericho, gonna hate. I feel like Sammy's gonna be the one that turns and is strictly with MJF. I feel That'd like be a good twist. I feel like it's, yeah. the, it's like it looks like Sammy's n- hates MJF because uh, Jr. says it so much. Oh, he doesn't like MJF at all. So that seems to be like when you drop too much. When Jr. talks too much, I know something's coming. You know, that's yeah. like my, my my go to it with it. You know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, like 
there could be a war. War. I, I could see them taking Jake Hager and Jericho and pulling those two out. Yes. Yeah. WWE guys, and you know they don't want these two WWE guys in there or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you could do I, those two versus. I still think that they need to. Sorry, I still think they need to pull proud and powerful out of that whole situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We. I mean, that should be a no-brainer. Yep. Then he had Britt Baker back in action with uh, Layla Hirsch. Um, I, I don't know who she was. She's been on a couple times. Uh, it's always good to see Britt Baker on TV. And uh, why she's not your women's champion yet, I, I don't know. I don't think she needs it. I think she does. I think that belt needs someone who can talk and someone who's like a bigger name. I, I think that belt is lost. Oh, and, and that company when it's on Sheeta and these other people. I don't know why they're on Abaddon. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of the, the championship, like, I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm supposed to be sympathetic to a baby face champion because someone spit on her belt. She's getting creeped out. Like, that whole storyline that we can kind of get it's so weird. later. Yeah. I it's just, so I, weird. It's so weird that she's like the baby face hero and she's like terrified of her. Yeah. Like is she here? And then like starts running away. Like you're the hero. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the villain usually gets scared and runs away. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, get it. Strange booking. Get rid of that belt too. God, the TNA champ, TNA <laughs> woman belt is so much. Belt. <laughs> the NWA belt is so much better uh, that that Serena Deeb has compared to that toy belt. Like I don't, I don't get why they think every other belt in AEW is big and and like gold and just huge and then you have the woman and it's just like this tiny little toy valve yeah it's it's ridiculous it looks weird on anyone taller than five two like you know Sheeta and who was the other girl um reho and like but whatever what's her face had it uh nyla rose like she was carrying around a, a uh Toy, toy belt. It looks like someone cut a beer can, laid it flat, and put it on a <laughs> on a weightlifting belt. Yeah, terrible. Uh, you need to hire Katie Catmanzar or whatever and put it on her. It'll look fine. Yeah, yeah. she's like four foot tall. Um, so then we had big match: Cody Rhodes and Darby versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Our house now. Um, good match. Uh, what do you guys think of, uh, about the, the match in general before we get to the end? The match was good. Yeah, it's match was fine, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know why Cody and, and Darby need the win here. Like, because Cody know, doesn't but, lose anymore either. Yeah, I agree. They should have lost. I mean, Taz's group you're trying to put them over, and like Ricky Starks can't even get a win to save his life. Yeah, I don't know why I care about Ricky Starks if he just loses constantly, uh, and, you know. <laughs> and I know I always bring up Simon Miller because he drives me nuts, but his comment on it was, and Ricky, you know, what a great angle because he can't get past the Darby hump. They're building something there. I'm like, no, they're just squashing him. <laughs> I don't think there's any building going on there. You know, he's lost a million times, Ricky Starks. And it's sad because he's good. Like, he's very good. Powerhouse Hobbs, since he turned bad, loses his first match out the gate. Like, yeah, I don't think Cody and Cody and Darby they should have lost. They should do the thing. They're not on the same page, and one and one gets pinned. But Cody, Brock's yeah. right. He doesn't really lose straight up either like that yeah. anymore. 
and that's the thing that he should be taking these losses because you want to make your champ look strong. So you do miscommunication between the two good guys. And then you have Cody, the one that takes the loss because it actually makes powerhouse Hobbs look like he, he turned heel for a reason. Cause he yeah, wasn't right. winning before he turned heel. And now <laughs> he's not winning either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then he was, they were getting beat up and then uh cage came out and then Dustin got beat up. And then, so... Arne Anderson got beat up. Arne Anderson got beat up, and then it looked like Glacier was coming, because they had Winter is coming. All this Winter is coming was building towards this, just, and then Sting appeared. What did you think about this, Ken? I thought Sting looked old. He needs a fresh dye job. He needed to nope. get that Beijing going. Clean that up. Rock looked better than he did in the WWE, which he I think did. is crazy. He still looked in good shape back in when he, when he debuted against Hunter and all that. I mean, I he looked great. Old as shit. Well, with here's that the thing that AEW did that was smart that, that that WWE didn't do is they you know they think WWE thinks everything that comes out of a box is exciting. It was hot in there. He sweated all his makeup off. AEW <laughs> did the exact opposite and they made it winter. Winter was coming. He was fresh and his paint was all good. I don't think it was anywhere near the surprise of the Survivor Series when he showed up that time. Well, here's the thing. We all kind of suspected it for Survivor Series. I didn't see this coming at all. I didn't either. Really? Because this has been all over wrestling news. I didn't see it. Well, I don't, I'm not on the internet all day like you. For weeks, talking about, like, Cody had a couple posts about, like, staying in different things. And, you know. I, yeah, but we knew when he got signed to WWE. Because they're like, oh, yeah, he's official. He was signed. And then with the game. Him. Yeah. But it, it was just it had a different feel because he was never there for so long. You know. Yeah. So, it's like, holy shit, you're seeing Sting here and all that. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sting. And I think he's going to be perfect for Darby. But, like. It was kind of cheesy to me that when he came out and they were like, what's he doing here? And I'm like, he's wearing an AEW Sting shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you know what he's doing here. Cody, you're an executive VP, so you must know that you signed him. Like, like all this stun, like, oh, I I can't believe he's here. I'm like, he's wearing merch. Like, you just just had a black shirt on. You know, like, you could have done, debuted the Sting shirt next. I think you could have debuted the Sting shirt next week. They didn't have Kevin Nash there to explain how merch works. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he already, they already sold the most shirts they've ever sold yeah. like, in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's absolutely perfect for a mentor for Darby. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, you I couldn't find, kiss him. You couldn't find a better mentor for Darby. Darby has a hard time talking. I think his promo work needs help. I think a lot of the theatrical stuff that he tries to do needs help. I mean, when he was rolling down a ramp and a body bag and then setting a car on fire, like Sting's perfect for that. Because if he wants to be like this dark, ominous, like guy that trains Darby, I think the promos will be amazing. And Sting can talk. But don't let this guy wrestle. He is not in good shape to wrestle. I mean, Seth Rollins almost killed him, and I don't think I think I think he's over the injury, but he shouldn't wrestle because it won't be good. You know he's going to wrestle Cody once. That's the that's the stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. is going to want to wrestle him once. Well, Cody could protect him. He's not. Well, I thought Rollins would protect him, but he buckle bombed him and <laughs> twice and almost paralyzed him. So 
I, I don't know. It's tough. I, I mean, this is better. This is a better place for him because the WWE never used him right. No. no, he got he got signed so he could put Triple H over at, yep. uh, now, at WrestleMania. He had a cool match at WrestleMania, but he should have won. He yeah. should have won. Because NWO backing him and DX coming out, that was a great moment. We all popped for that and were marking out hard for that match when it was happening, but he should have won. Definitely. Yeah. Then they could have had a rematch later and Triple H could have beat him. Yeah. That was, that was bad. And then he had a loss to Seth Rollins. He, I think he only ever won one WWE match and it was a tag team match with Cena. Yep. That's it. But you know, they, and then they never really did much with him. You know, I, so and it feels good. Like Sting being on TNT, you know, it, yeah, it felt like nitro. Yeah. It's where he belongs. And like you said, he's great. He'll be great with Darby because that's the thing in AEW. They have established that, that you have a, a coach, a mentor. And, and yeah, that works out good. So, you know, good first thing. Agreed. Um, and then we go into the main event. And uh, I don't know. You guys go first. What would you think about it? Brock, what would you think about it? Uh, I liked it up until the ending of the match, not what happened after the match. But how it ended with the microphone, like the stuff that they were doing to each other throughout that match, and then he hits him over the head with the pointy end of the microphone and killed him. Yeah, <laughs> like that, 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 I just think that that took me out of it because yeah. they were like destroying each other this whole match. Yeah. Like I mean, from a match perspective, it was long, it was great, it was good. I mean, these guys like they didn't slow down at all. It both went hard. I love bad guy Kenny Omega. All that stuff was good. I really liked the whole Don Callis thing from Impact. I thought that was neat. Uh, I didn't mind a screw job. I like a, ba- a good bad guy screw job. Stealing the title off you, I had no problem with that ending. Um, I thought I didn't know where the flout the rose petals came from. That was his boutonniere. Because <laughs> he saw him punch him and then rose petals went everywhere. And I was like, where the rose petals come from? <laughs> that was great. You think about it, Ken. So, sorry, hold on. I just got home, so I'm trying to get situated. So, the I feel like the ending of the match was good. Like, it was, like you were saying about the microphone, you know, he did, like, five V-triggers that looked vicious. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he did. We're in the back of the head yeah. and all kinds of really violent shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like that that was, like, the opening. So, it wasn't as bad as, like, oh, he just did it, then did it, you know. Yeah, it wasn't just the microphone. It, like, stunned the microphone, yeah. And, you know, you got some color from it, which was cool. Like, I think, because I always feel like color in these situations make it so much better, like. Yeah. So, it's a good use. It's a good time to use color as opposed to somebody. Every AEW championship match has had color. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm I'm okay with that. I feel like it makes it bigger. Like, yeah. you know, the only time I feel like they used used it gratuitously was whenever like Jungle Boy got color on Cody. I was like, oh, this is okay. This is a little much. The butcher <laughs> two weeks ago took way uh, went, uh, way overboard in a very pointless match. He was like a mess. Remember how the butcher when the butcher fought, or the blade oh. when the fought um, Pack. Uh, okay, I missed. I don't know mess. That. His whole face, it was everywhere. It was all down his body. It was like disgusting. Like they, he got cut a little too deep, and it went a little nuts. Okay, but I feel like as a match perspective, it was a pay per view quality match. I Definitely. Could, that, could, 
It was definitely weird seeing them go to commercial during it and having pitcher and pitcher, and you're like, pitcher and pitcher, while this, like, huge battle's going on. It was weird. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what? I got to say, I commend them for doing pitcher and pitcher because there's no – you did not see, like – I feel like WWE would be like, okay, we're going to cut the commercial, and then you wouldn't see it at all. Like, Yeah, they would have cut back in right where they left off, kind of. Yeah, so... Somebody rolls outside the ring, and then... Yeah. yeah, someone was. Oh, they were gonna. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was good. Seen. And then this is interesting because this is what we have talked about for years. Like, if they're willing to work with Impact, and Impact is like going to be a a sister show or a co show with them. Like, remember we talked about the longest time. Like, gather up all your shows, ROH and Lucha Underground, and like unite together against the WWE and forming like that way you can have like a Survivor Series esque battle between the shows. And that's perfect. And that's what I think we're gonna get. I don't think this is I gonna too. be a long. I don't think this is gonna be a long term like constantly sharing talent. But I would not be surprised if like they are going to build something to have a co-branded pay-per-view. That they should do the same huge. thing with uh, NWA. Yeah. And ROH, if ROH was smart. I mean... I think there's some bad bad sound yeah. breaks there. Yeah, because ROH technically owns all out, or all in, and I, you know, I feel like the ROH guys feels like they, they got used to set up AEW. You know why I thought I saw this coming is because... Anderson and Gallows were on Jericho's podcast two months ago. Yes. Anytime someone's on Jericho's podcast, it means like they're talking. Something's going on. You know what I mean? We're going to see Bullet Club. I wouldn't be surprised if they say that it's Gallows and Anderson that that jumped them. So here's my, so here's some possible things I'm thinking of. You got to have a survive like faction situation. So first thing you got to do is it's going to be Kenny and the good brothers versus hangman in the bucks i feel like that's going to be some kind of like I, I can't see the bucks being the ones because i don't think they were too fond of tna even though the, all their people that were writing at the time that they were there and yeah. I was a per, person like generation me yeah dawn's favorite tag team well, i hated them yep uh, well i i never really care for them at all they have won me over I give them all the credit that the way they've been, you know, I never was a big fan of them at all. Even when I knew they were Bullet Club and a little bit of them, I didn't really follow them a lot. And you guys loved them, but they've won me over. I think they're great. So I think there's a lot that can come to it. I think that's a good idea that Anderson and Gallows were the ones that jumped Moxley. Uh Beat them up for Don Callis. And yeah, that would be interesting. And then like, because I feel like there's a lot of storylines and impact. I feel like if you just chuck and they from listening to um, Brian Myers podcasts about, you know, action figures, he talks about they film impact like a month at a time. Yeah, they have like a month of of wrestling already written and done. So it's not fair to those guys. The hard part is that you don't know where to walk. You can't watch it. Yeah, that's the only problem. I mean, like. They made me actually excited to tune in the Impact on Tuesday. Uh-huh. No I'm never that. excited to tune in the Impact. As soon as he said, see Kenny Omega with the AEW belt on Impact, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to watch that. Where can I watch that at? Now I'm like, I can't. I don't have access to TV anywhere. You know, like, so I don't know. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. So this, I don't know if we can watch it on Twitch, 
but I think you can watch it live on Twitch. I don't really know how it works. Okay. So, and I didn't have time to research it because yeah, I want to watch it Tuesday night as well. Like, yeah, it's, gonna it's a big be, deal. Yeah, it's a they, big deal. I can't see them not replaying whatever they say on. Yeah, on Dynamite or on Dark or, on, or something. They're just trolling us. It's all happening on Dark. Yeah. It, it could. What if Impact ends up being the second AEW show? That'd be great. Yeah, well, they need to get it off of. See, that's where this. Like they tough. worked out some deal. The cons worked out some. Are working out a deal. What if, imagine something like that if they absorbed it, like the WWE did, and then they have you have Tuesday, Wednesday night Dynamite and. Tuesday Night Impact or some shit like that, you know, like who don't so, know. So the work Impact is owned by Anthem Entertainment, which is some Canadian, and they own that Access Television. Yeah. So they're owned by the network that that owns them. I just can't see them being. I can't see this being long a long term situation. Can they share people sometimes? Probably. But I don't see well, you know what? You don't want it to be a long-term situation. Yeah, it's a good stale then. I think yeah. it would be great if it was like once a year, like a Survivor Series type thing. Yep. Did you? We could agree that you have you make up some pay-per-view and you call it like the battle of the ch- you know of, of of the the best or some stupid shit and best and of the best, best yep. of the best, and that's what it is. Winner is coming, you know. Yep. It's and it's champions over and all that. I mean, we don't know what they're going to announce Tuesday night, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, too, this opens up a lot of things, because if they did like, a, you know, I know that this is copying off ROH and New Japan's thing, but, you know, if they did War of the Worlds like they did New Japan ROH. Like, there's no reason why you can't do a triple A, you know, because Kenny's the triple A champion, too, even though they don't show it on, you know, on yeah. Dynamite. You'd be like a triple A, you know, AW impact situation you know tie in one more thing and you could do these like matches where you you know get guys that you wouldn't normally see together and uh i i find it hard to believe that new japan wouldn't be soon to follow here because of don like there's a lot of people that are very mm-hmm. you know it, it's not a too many degrees of kevin bacon away from aw guys and impact guys and oh yeah because mox is so u.s champ yep. don Callis is their announcer yeah um, John Jericho, I think, an announcer in New Japan. Yeah, John yeah. Callis was their announcer after Jr. and all that stuff left. So, and then what he what's he do with Impact? He's like a he's, he's like their, their head guy. Yeah, isn't John um, Callis the jackal? He is. He was the jackal. Yes, <laughs> jackal. Love the jackal. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of crossover type stuff you can do. I mean. It was a different ending. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting, I, I was expecting a, a Kenny kind of like I, I knew he was gonna win. You know, I thought like he's definitely gonna win. And then like when when he was there, I was like, oh, what's he? I'm like, oh, this is gonna be something different. And it was it was different. I wasn't expecting him running away at the end, jumping yeah. in a car with a belt. I just didn't know where the rose petals came from. <laughs> I was like, he punched on Callus and like roses came out of him. <laughs> it's like rose petals everywhere. I was like, what did he hit him with? Vape? It's just, it's, it's funny. It's, but it's, it, it's, you know what it is? It's it was funny how like, much Jr. turned on him. Jr. was like, oh, Don, we got Don Callis here, good guy, you know. And all that. <laughs> he hit Don Callis. How terrible! Then at the end, he's like, that bastard, <laughs> that fucking bastard. Like, yeah, Boy, he's like, this is all bullshit. 
was so angry. It was so great. Um, the only thing is, I I, lo- I would love to see the Bucks and Kenny all have the belts do an elite match. Maybe that's when Kenny turns on them. There needs to be something with all of them with the belts, at least once. I don't get because they were acting like they were moving more heels, and then now they're like good guys saving everybody, worrying about people's futures and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I guess they're only bad guys when they had to beat FTR, which I guess they're not going anywhere. They're back and they're going to fight. Yeah. They're still around. Yeah, it's weird. The Bucks and Cody, like, they hint they're going to be bad, then they just go straight good. And then they hint they're going to be bad, then they go straight good. You know, they don't know what to do with them. Can I tell you someone who I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised I'm enjoying on television right now? It's the hybrid two. (laughs) I I don't know how you enjoy them, because I think those two are such it. <laughs> like I'm like yeah I like they're dancing on their way out there I'm like yeah I can uh, dancing to the ring by Angelico kills me each week <laughs> I'm like, it's the worst dancing ever worst dancing ever stop walking like that just walk like a normal person and they're jumping people and just being like I don't know Jack, or, about him, Jack like, Evans is so goofy and Angelico I've only ever liked when he jumped off the roof at Lucha Underground <laughs> that was that I, I, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I'm enjoying their stuff recently. They're they're growing on me. Yeah, well, that's good. At least they're growing on someone. <laughs> I don't mind them. I mean, they can wrestle. It's not like yeah, they can't. Good. Yeah, I mean, they're good people that just, just weird looking guys. <laughs> they're better than Ever Rise. Yeah. How about Ever Rise getting a push? Yeah. 3.0, Ken. Who? 3.0 from Chikara. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dynamite huge viewing. Huge ratings last night. Uh, Nine hundred and thirteen thousand. That's a big number for them. It's good. Still, still don't break a million. Still don't break a million. Um, because NXT took about seven hundred of that away from well, them. What do you think happens on the advertised thing next week that he's talking? Do you break? They break a million. They might. Maybe. I think people were. I, I don't know. I mean. I'm more intrigued about what happens with Kennedy Omega and Impact. Yeah, me too. I mean, I know what Sting's going to say. I came here to, you know, I have people that I need to conquer and all, uh, injustice, you know, (laughs) and all that. I mean, he's going to be with Darby. I mean, you kind of tell that's going to happen. But, you know, I mean, you know what it'll do? It'll pull in the the, the oldies. Mm -hmm. That's what it'll pull in. So the people that. The people that aren't like that AEW stupid, then they're like, oh, all oh, Jack Swagger's on. I'll watch it. Oh, Matt Hardy was on, and the ratings spike every time they do it. I mean, to quite honest with you, it's the same thing that WWE does. Yeah. When when they put the Goldberg, show, and then all of a sudden they get they break the three million mark on SmackDown because Goldberg's on there. Now, hopefully, they don't do stupid stuff like the WWE is and make Sting the champion next week <laughs> and, and beat your biggest guy. I mean, that you don't want to do. That's a Vince thing. You know, he just can't have Goldberg on and get ratings. He has to make him the fucking champion and make him defeat the Fiend, which is the stupidest thing ever in the history of television. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it works. And AEW does the same thing. They do the same thing that, like, you know, a lot of people didn't uh, like in WWE, but it works. It, when you're, This is what we talked about years when we talked about this show that, like, you know, people thought it was just going to be all, like, New Japan guys and ROH guys, and we said it, like, you're on TNT. I I mean, Brock used to say it all the time. You're going to have to get name people to draw other fans to it to make your 
to do it, and and they're doing it. And the people that complain about it is like, can well, make sense. I don't complain about it, but you know the difference is just like Don said, Sting's coming back. I don't think he's gonna have a match right away. He's no. not yeah. gonna, they're not gonna be like in the pay per view. Sting's gonna fight Darby Allen for the team. Yeah, he shouldn't. No, but he's gonna be around. He's gonna be a mentor. He's gonna be on the show. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just like. Old, yeah, that's how old people just like Jake, the snakes there and Taz and all these other guys, you know, they don't need to wrestle. Taz could beat up Cody though. But let yeah. let's be let's be honest. If you just if you're Taz's team, those three those three two big huge dudes and and young um, Ricky Starks, you just laid waste to all those guys. And then this fifty six year old man comes out with a baseball bat and they all run. I'm like they arm. <laughs> like they're gonna kick the shit out of thing. He's moving so slow. Like they all ran. I'm like, where did they all go? They all ran. <laughs> I you, just guys know, you guys could have took. I want to know how when when Sting goes to Taylor, how does he, you know, describe his bat pocket and his uh, jacket? That the bat pocket is great. Because I thought to myself, you didn't bring the baseball bat, and he was like, look in here. here. <laughs> 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 He was just down his sleeve. His gray hair. No, he took it out from like the side. Yeah, he had it in a, a, a bat pocket. It was like a hoister. A hoist. Now I got some security with it. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't yeah. one of the though. It's probably a shotgun holster. <laughs> hey, who's that on this podcast? Who's that? I was wearing a duster. He was. He did have his duster on. Yeah, you know, his song seemed very, very WWE. It, it was very close to that one if you listen to it. Yeah, you know. I saw it was glacier at first. I did with the snow. I I was like, there's so much snow, it's got to be glacier. And then I saw the crow. I'm like, oh, it's sting. Okay. Were it's you a little bit disappointed when it was sting and not glacier? Glacier would be hilarious. That would have been like, what are we doing? Why are we making a big deal over glacier? <laughs> seven. What if it was seven instead? <laughs> he was already out there. What's he My, Ken already gave me a spoiler and said, Are you watching? And he said, Big debut tonight. And I'm like, It's got to be a big debut. So when it was snow, I was like, It can't be fucking Glacier. <laughs> Ken would say, Ken wouldn't text me and say, Big debut tonight for Glacier. Yeah, I would have messaged you. I was excited for Glacier. You said, Huge debut, Ken. I was thinking it was Brock Lesnar. Really? Yeah. I thought, is this going to be Lesnar and come out? Lesnar or Ryback? Because Ryback's been talking about uh, he's cleared to compete, and he was shitting all over the WWE the other day. I don't need you fucking people anymore. I'm going to go somewhere and become a champion. I'm like, he's totally going to show up in AEW and fight, like be the third man for Cody and go against like uh, Hobbs and Cage and those big dudes. It'll be Ryback, Cody, and, and uh, Darby. That's what I thought it was going to be. Him or Lesnar? No, it was Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sting. You know, yeah. money does talk, so you never know. All right, can we move over to the WWE now? All right, I'll talk sure. to you guys later. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so start off with the sad news, the passing of Pat Patterson. Yeah, that one made me pretty sad. Yeah. What did he die from? Cancer. 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 Damn cancer. Uh, they had a good dedication to him on NXT when they started the show. All the all the wrestlers were out and uh, showed their video package. The Rock wrote something really nice about him. They better do that on every show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this he, is this is the guy. Mentioned him, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a big part of WWF 
I mean, we wouldn't have the Royal Rumble. We, there's a ton of stuff we wouldn't have without Pat Patterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right? He was the, like The Rock said. He went down and watched him wrestle and offered to, and wanted to bring him up, told Vince to bring him up. I liked that uh, the uh, Sami Zayn tweeted about it. And I guess whenever he won the NXT championship, he was there and he was super excited because I guess, he, you know, Pat was Sammy was one of Pat's guys. And Pat's like, I'm going down there to celebrate. And they get and like, I guess whoever was there, Triple H or the, the office guy said, you can't go down there. It's just for the, for the, you know, the kids. And he goes, I want to see someone fucking stop me. And then the first person that's like <laughs> down there is Pat Patterson holding up Sami Zayn winning the NXT championship. Like, and then they showed a picture of him. Like, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. Cause he's a guy. Yeah. And he knew, but you know what? He's such a, like, how many guys did he, I don't think he struck out on guys. When you hear people are like, oh, it's a Pat Patterson guy. Yeah, he was one of his idea. guys too, wasn't he? Who? Cena, wasn't Cena one of his guys? I think so. I think there's, he, you know. He was high on, he was big on. One yeah. of the, helped him with some gimmicks. And you know what? There's something too that that isn't said about Pat Patterson. The first, you know, or it is said a lot, but like a lot of, you know, people outside the industry don't know is like being the first, first openly gay wrestler in the back like you know in a different was, time yeah it's such a different time and knowing you know you never hear you never heard him talk about getting any kind of you know anything when did he come out being up in week when he was still wrestling no it, it was, he didn't it was come out until recently but everyone knew yeah yeah it wasn't because he would always have his partner was, backstage and stuff and yep. yeah so Definitely the boys knew but it wasn't like a public thing, but yeah. yeah. Till later on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was sad. Um was. sure, rest in peace. He was definitely a pioneer. The network should do something like a documentary about him because he was I'm sure they will. I'm sure they, special. They do a lot of those. One thing that WWE is good at is documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> And they like, had a Liv Morgan documentary. They were <laughs> packaging and documentaries. They exceed at. They they are the best at that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just skip around a little bit. We'll do NXT first since we were talking about Wednesday stuff, and that's Pat Patterson at the beginning of that. Uh, Brock, did you watch NXT? I did. NXT had a hard night last night going up against all that AEW stuff. It was still a pretty good show, though. Yeah, they did all right. I mean, the Damian Priest, Leon Ruff stuff in the beginning was good. I'm enjoying that whole feud. It's got a nice twist to it. Yeah. Um, that'll be good at um, uh, War Games, that match. Um, I really, I don't know. Cameron Grimes, I'm okay with. He just kind of bothers me sometimes. I thought that this haunted house thing would have ended this feud. This feud is so stupid. I just want it over. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like enough with it. Um, you didn't watch any of this, right, Ken? No, this was the only thing I, I saw what happened briefly. Yeah. But like, yeah, I didn't get a chance to. Then we had a but... good video package with um, the war games is obviously going to be good with undisputed air versus that group. I mean, it's a lot of guys that can work. You know, they're going to go all out. Mm-hmm. I mean, war game is for the undisputed air. Like there's no one. That it. Yeah, it's their match. It's the I don't war, know the after that match, though. What's that? I don't know what you do with them after that match. I think you I think they lose. Here's if I was booking, I would have them. I would have them 
lose at War Games, and then debut them all at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Or, well, no, they already did Survivor Series. I was going to say, you know, they, they, they could debut them sometime soon and have them. you got to bring them all up, though. I think that Raw needs a faction. Actually, you know what they need to do? Dude, the Rumble's not that far away. I mean, we're in December. (laughs) It's not that far away. It's not. But you know what you do is you almost got to bring them up to Raw and just have them beat up Retribution and take whatever spot they were. Yeah. 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 And take that spot as the top heel group. Yeah. 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 And then have them feud against the Hurt Business. I've had this thing with the Undisputed Era that, like, I want... I want McMahon to retire before they come up. Yeah. I've been hoping he was either going to sell the WWE or like retire and give it to someone else or go away before they come up. Cause I, I, I liked them so much. I didn't want them ruined because look at the NXT track record with him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, what's one good person that's come. KO is KO is a success story. I think. I mean, KO's had he had a championship. He's had other ones. He's a top star there. He's now going to be feuding with Reigns. You know, he hasn't gone away to being like a nobody like Ricochet has or Alistair Black, not even on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we Where, all know Alistair Black's getting punished because his wife got fired. Dude, Alistair Black's been punished since he came up. I mean, <laughs> when he came up, Vince McMahon put him in a room with people knocking on a door. And for, <laughs> weeks no one ever knocked on his door until buddy murphy did it and then he had like three really good matches with murphy and then that was it and then he went away again then he got his eye poked out by seth rollins like he's really been nothing you know it's just been bad for those guys really bad look at bobby but drew mcintyre's an nxt guy mcintyre but he was already kind of here went back the street profits are, are doing well well, the street profits are are uh, New Day light because it's like okay, well we're gonna have the New Day on this show and that show. <laughs> <laughs> New Day on one show, New Day on another, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I I fear for the undisputed air. Yeah, it's not a good place. Not until he goes away, it's not a good place because he is blinded, oh. blinded by things that he still thinks is entertaining. Yeah. Um, Jake Atlas had a match for Tony Nese, finally picked up a win. I like Jake Atlas a lot. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good. They're turning him heel, too. He's got some talent, that kid. I love that cartwheel DDT off the rope. I think that looks great, that move. I think that move looks great no matter where you hit it at. It's a, like a flashy finisher. I, I like everything about it. It's weird to have to get people right at the right angle in the corner to hit it, <laughs> but you can't hit it out of nowhere. How moves are like that, though? Yeah. Have you ever seen it, Ken? I saw a gif of it today. It looks very impressive. It looks very stiff as well. It looks, yeah. it looks rough, but it looks good. Yeah. It doesn't look as stiff as Jeff Hardy smacking his head off of uh, metal steps, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, then you have the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Imperium, and Ever-Rise got involved. I- I'm kind of tired of the UK tag teams. I just think that they're stuck here, so they're just using them. Yeah, they're stuck here, so they're using them. Uh, but Ever-Rise got the, got the up. Uh, I don't know where my favorite tag team is. Where's Drake Maverick and Killian Dana? They haven't been on in weeks since Matt McAfee beat them up. <laughs> I wonder if Killian Dane really did get hurt. I haven't heard anything about it. 
And then the last match, she had Shotzi, who I love Shotzi Blackheart. I think she's doing great uh, versus Brock. The NXT women are all good. I mean, every match they put these top gr- these top eight girls, when they put them in there, all of them have good matches against each other. Yep. Their, their women's match, now adding EO to it, which she knew they were going to add to it, their girl war games is going to be good. It's going to be just as good as the men's. Mm-hmm. Yep. It might be better. It might be. They have all talent in here. I mean, it's just loaded with women talent on that show. Yep. Of girls that can go. All right, so we're going backwards. Uh, we'll do um, we'll do SmackDown first, I guess. Um, I don't know SmackDown. The only thing that really stuck out with for me on SmackDown, Brock and Ken, I don't know if you saw it or not. But when did the Mysterio family become a bunch of bullies? Yeah, they're jerks. I mean, like, they, they did a big show heel turn. Like, just in the middle, they decided to be jerks all of a sudden. They're just all being jerks to King Corbin. I'm like, are we supposed to be feeling bad for King Corbin in this match? Like, I don't know what I'm... They're, like, attacking him, messing with him, beating him up, hitting him. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't understand what's going on with the Mysterio family, but they have completely turned kind of, like, bunch heel. Of jerks. Bunch well, of assholes. Vince loves to write this stuff. Vince loves to write good guys acting like assholes, and I don't get why I'm supposed to be sympathetic towards them. Yeah. However, the King Corbin by himself trying to like have a match and is is beat up and bullied by an yeah, entire get distracted team. and all this other stuff. Yeah. 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 Very strange. Very strange. Makes no sense. It makes me scared where Vince McMahon's gonna go with Buddy Murphy and and yeah. his daughter. Like, oh, you know, it'd be a good angle. You two are having sex at the Mysterio home, and Ray catches you, and then joins in. Like, no, Vince. No, no. And then it's not his daughter. It's Corbin's daughter. <laughs> sex with her. Like, oh, God, Vince. Just retire. Please retire. It's, yeah. Uh, Sammy Zane versus Daniel Bryant was good. Sammy Zane just does this stuff now where he tries to get out of every match and get you disqualified. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Running to the back and then running back in and Daniel Bryan gets called out. It's pretty funny stuff. Sammy um, great. He yeah. is. Um, I like that Roman gave Jey Uso a verbal lashing about being an idiot because Jey Uso is an idiot. At times. You don't get to you don't get to make plans. He gave him some shit, and then Jey Uso ended up fighting Kevin Owens and KO beat him. And Roman's real pissed, so they're setting up a good feud between Roman and K and uh, and KO. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I, that should be a long program. That should be multiple pay per views. Yeah, it should. He's like disrespecting the family, and it's driving Roman nuts. <laughs> he killed Jay Uso with that chair. <laughs> he did. He got him good. So that was good. I enjoy where the, I enjoy KO getting some uh, back in the title picture, back in the spotlight. That's good. You know he's not going to win, but still. You know, he's there good, at least. There, it's good to be there. Um, what did you think then over on Raw, Brock, about the beginning with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton? Would, uh, she's perfect for that role, by the way. She is really good. She's been doing an awesome job with that. Yeah, her she, acting is she's completely nuts. Yeah, she looks like she's completely crazy. I like the metaphor of the the doll in the cage in the middle, like. They do a lot of subliminal. The Bray Wyatt stuff's good at subliminal messaging in their like yeah. and, and, and stuff. Yeah. So that was good. I like so the here. Bray. Bray is good. He doesn't forget. He, he goes after the people he wants to get. 
But am I supposed to be sympathetic for Bray Wyatt? Like, is he a so. good guy in this? I don't know. That's the confusing part. I don't know. Like, he's kind of like, almost like a face, but not a face. It's very strange. He needs to do something evil again. It's hard because Randy Orton's evil, but like, it's two bad guys going after each other, you know? And you know what? Like, I can hear, like, I know people are probably listening to this and going, I don't even know if anyone listens to this, but I'm sure. Like, people are like, well, why does that have to be a good guy or a bad guy? And, like, now in my right, like, when I read stuff or, like, a comic book and two villains fight, I'm fine with it because there's a story to go along with it. Yeah. I want to root for someone in wrestling. And I can't root for either of these people. Like, yeah. I can say who I'd want to win. Randy Burner's house now, Ken. I yeah. know, but, but Bray Wyatt's supposed to be, like, a serial killer that, like, has m- multiple personalities. Like, I don't see it. <laughs> well, when, like, it, it, Alexa's with Bray, like, it's like, She's happy to be there, but the Nikki Cross factor makes it feel like she's brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Yep. So they kind of go, they kind of go back and forth with that. But this could be possibly the Bray Wyatt, the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt stuff. I think could be like the best written storyline of 2020 in wrestling. Like that, that with the Roman storyline, I think is really good for their two. The two shows that they have stuff going on, you know, those are some of the best stuff. Because then on Raw, there's stuff that's not written good, which we'll get to. Like Retribution? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, the Elias Jeff Hardy Symphony of Destruction mats, I I was not looking forward to this at all. But there was some really nasty shit that went down in this. You know, I thought we were done with this feud, but apparently you needed the Symphony of Destruction match. Where Elias got electric. I saw that. By shoving a piece of wood into a, an amp. Conductor. Yeah. <laughs> into an amp. And he was like, and like played it out really well. Yeah. It was great. Uh, Marty took that horrible bump. Oh, why, I do you was set dead. The, why do you set the table up in that corner? Like, I don't know. I thought he was dead. Just to look it up. I thought he so was dead bad. too. It was weird. Um, but yeah, retribution. Then you had two horrible retribution things: slapjack versus ricochet. I mean, can't ricochet even beat fucking slapjack? Nope. No. For Christ's sakes, is he not even allowed to beat slapjack? <laughs> well, wouldn't you go with the storyline, man? Slapjack of all people. Rick, I mean, <clears throat> Retribution's awful. Then Reckoning fought Dana Brooke, and she lost. So Mia Yim's first match on Raw, she just gets beat by Dana Brooke. Yep. Well, she didn't wear masks. Her mask was her whole power. And her mask kept it. falling off. And no she one's just like, forget it. <laughs> no one's supposed to be smart enough to go, that's Mia Yim. We don't know that that other brand exists, even though it's on two days later, and they yeah. advertise during the show. Yeah. And there's yeah. action figures of her, and she's on the in the website. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she debuted. I mean, that Raw. She, her, um, Mia Yim's draft class or whatever when she was brought in to NXT, she was came in with um, uh, what's her name? Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, Riddle. Uh, Damian Priest and uh, almost, almost, the big, huge black guy. Oh, the guy, okay. 
So they're all on Raw. Yeah, they're all on Raw. What a loser Damian Priest turned out to be. Hey, don't laugh at the Arthur of Infamy. He is wonderful. Yeah, how great was it on NXT when Damian Priest was wrestling and Johnny Gargano was like, stop. He was on the microphone, like, doing, announcing. He's like, and stop shooting those stupid fake arrows at, at stupid fake targets. Don't like, get a cardboard. <laughs> He was just giving Damien. And then Damien Bruce is doing the arrow again. He goes, oh, I hate that arrow. There goes that stupid arrow again. And then they're yelling at him. He's like, you suck. You're stupid. And that arrow is stupid. And you're dumb. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Johnny Gargano is great on a microphone, by the way. He is. Johnny yeah, Gargano is great whenever you boo him at a wrestling show whenever it hit 15 true. years ago. That's true. Yeah. That was so long ago. I think it was 2007 or 2008. Uh, yeah. Amazing, all those guys you're watching for five dollar tickets and house shows, and now they're uh, all stars. Other that, that card had EC3 on it. Yeah. Ray, who became a Viking Raider. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, Shima Zion. Yep. He won the title from Johnny Gargano that night. Yeah. He became what's his name now? Walking Wild. Oh, yeah, Walking Wild. Who else was there? There's a couple other ones, I think. Sammy Callahan was there. He's a big deal now. Yeah. That yeah. show was pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah for sure. Solution. Was it three or four? Two, I think. Two? All right, well, let's stop before we go too far down that road. Um, <laughs> back to this. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, me and we covered that stupid. Uh, more w- stupid women stuff on here. Uh, Oscar, Lana, Baszler, and Jax, this horseshit. I'm tired of it. It's so dumb. I can't believe how bad the Raw women's division is right now. And it has nothing to do with the quality of talent or the people that they have. It's the writing that they're doing. It's the booking. It's shit. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why. Am I supposed to feel like... I don't know if this makes me. I'm not. I don't like Lana anymore because of all this stuff happened. She was a heel. Lana was bad. She was like yeah. being an asshole to people in the back, her and Natty, and being a jerk. And then she just starts getting beat up by Nia, Nia Jax. Now we're supposed to like, oh, she has. She's Domino now. She has all this luck powers yeah. that she keeps winning matches and finding stupid ways to beat people and actually pin Shayna Baszler. I mean, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? with this get those tag belts off Baszler's and Jack's and let them have a match for the championship yep. and put them in have fights Oscar hasn't fought a real opponent in forever since Sasha yeah. it's just no bad one. it's just bad and like I said it's not a it's not a knock at like because uh, I saw some people saying well they need Charlotte and Becky back I'm like well I don't disagree that those two are good but, like, they have talent to work with. They just don't work with them. Mickey James is on that roster. I don't even use her anymore. No. I mean, Peyton Royce is good. Peyton Royce is good. Dana, uh, uh, Lacey Evans is good. They're not on. They're doing some weird angle with the two of them. It just you mean to tell me that Lacey Evans couldn't have a really good, brutal, hard-hitting match with, with Shayna Baszler? Yeah. She's an ex-brain. She's a tough chick. She can take it. Like, mm-hmm. that would be be a good match. I don't understand why they don't play up to these their history, her history of like. He did. Then he went back to being the Southern Belle again. Yeah. 
Makes they sense. Don't know what doing. And they don't know what they're doing. They just don't know how to book a woman's uh, woman's matches. It's uh, it's just a mess. It's a mess. Right they invested everything in Becky Lynch, and now she's gone. Yeah. And everybody else is just cannon fodder for her for two years. Oh, you got to get over it. You got talent. You got to be able to do something with it. And this isn't it. Well, Nobody just shows... want to get beat up for the 80th time in a row, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah, I, have, I just keep winning matches. Mm-hmm. Pretty stupid. Um, what did you What did you think then of the uh, the big match for the number one contender, Lee Riddle, AJ? I like that AJ won. I like that he is the one that's going to fight. You know, I because I I feel like AJ can fight well against big guys. He can make him look yeah. good. Uh-huh. AJ can do whatever he wants. Yeah. The and match itself was good. Did you like it, Brock? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked Matt Riddle being annoying to everybody backstage all, all night. That was very entertaining to me. It was very entertaining. I, I, I enjoyed That was good. Riddle's been entertaining on this show, and it was good. Um, I, I think it's annoying that because Riddle lost this match, he's now just going to fall into the U.S. title picture. Yeah. Kind of slid down. Well, I mean, the good thing about that is they had, they did at least to give him some credit. They built a little bit up at the past two weeks, where he was annoying MVP. MVP was kind of pissed at him. You know, like there was some backstory. It wasn't just like this was the first time he ran in in the MVP in mm-hmm. the back. So you know, he has a he has a couple weeks history with him, and then you know he made fun <laughs> of Lashley, and then Lashley beat him up. So you know, it's someone that can wrestle Lashley. They'll have good matches. Yeah. yeah, but I like AJ winning. I like it, I, you know. And I really, I was thinking about this almost guy that's with AJ. Uh huh. This guy, he he must not really be that good of a wrestler just right now. But like, I I, I looked him up on his Instagram a, a little bit of it. I mean, the dude's not only is he tall, but I mean, he power lifts and all that. He's a massive dude. Like, this is a one in a kind kind of athlete here if a if he can learn anything from aj on some wrestling technique or how to get through a match and wrestle or maybe a big guy can teach him a little bit of how to wrestle like stroman or one of these guys could get with him undertaker undertaker he could be a huge star because there's not a lot of people that look like him you know he has draw ability i think yeah has charisma he has a really good personality like he has he's a good looking guy like there's a lot of good things going with him that like people could you could really like to you know um he just needs he probably if he hasn't wrestled yet has to be pretty bad i would assume i mean they probably signed him for all the things you just said yeah hopefully he's gonna pick up the wrestling he was an athlete he was a basketball player but i mean when you're eight foot tall how can you not be a basketball player you know Mm -hmm. what i mean stand there well i mean based on that logic dennis rodman should be a great mess be a great pro wrestler he wasn't bad I don't really remember him ever really wrestling, just beating people up. He had a couple yeah. matches. Yeah. Hulk versus Carl Malone and DDP. Yeah. But, I mean, this guy is quite the sight. On yes. Jesus, he towers over people, you know. Like, it'd be interesting to see what they, what, they, uh, work, what they could do with him. I'm sure working with AJ helps a lot. Oh, learning yeah. different things, you know. AJ's a pretty smart dude. And you're right, I like AJ versus... Uh, Drew, I like. I like. He came in at the end when Miz and Morrison fought Sheamus and McIntyre and was trying to get Miz to cash in the Money in the Bank, and they were like, "Why are you going to help us?" He was like, 
because I can beat you much easier than beating McIntyre <laughs> when I at uh, the next pay per view. <laughs> I thought that was great. The best thing about this is when he said it, Morrison was like, "Yeah, true, yeah." It was like laughing. Just turned him. Was like, "Hey." Like that's a good plan. AJ Styles is kind of like that weird in between face heel character right now, and I'm liking it with him. Yeah, you don't really don't know what he is, but he's just he's entertaining as hell when he's on TV. Mm -hmm. I'd be all right with him even beating Drew, to be honest with you. I mean, I know people don't like the belt flip-flopping so fast, but, like, I'm okay that sometimes the belt does that. It doesn't always have to stay on one guy for so long, you know? Like, yeah. like you have some things transition fast. You should do it all the time, but recently, like, since CM Punk had it for over a year, it seems like the titles don't change hands very often. Yeah, just the, the guys for a long time. Yeah. Hell, the Attitude Era, they change every month, every week, or every uh, month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the hot potato then. That's why Triple H had so many title reigns, and The Rock had so many title reigns, and you know, just and Jericho, all those guys just passed it around. Yeah. And they had like nine legitimate contenders at that time too. You don't have that anymore. No, you don't. But the sad thing is, is all these people had these belts for so long. But we're still bitching about the booking and the build up to these matches that they have. It's just still like thrown together until there's obviously that this is going to be the person that's going to yeah. win the belt. It doesn't make any sense. Like if you have if you drawn out that long, you should have a story written leading up to these things. Like oh, we decided we're now going to go with Drew McIntyre, and now we're going to do Goldberg. Yeah, that was yeah. a joke. Yeah. At least Braun Strowman beat him up real bad at WrestleMania. We never saw him again. I just hate when someone has it for so long that you just know a, a, a one of these intermediate. Few, it, it, they're not going to win it. You know, there's no real even reason to watch it. Yeah. You know, you know they don't have a shot at beating him. That's how Moxley was for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, he ain't gonna lose. You know, like, we well, know, you know. the opponents they were feeding him. You didn't, Eddie Kingston. You really think they were gonna give him the world title that quick? Out of yeah. All or those people Archer. Got it. Other than uh, what's his name, uh, the exalted one and the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Brian Cage. It was all like people that were new to it just yeah. showed up. You knew none of them had a shot, you know. Right. It was their monster of the month. Yep. It's Hogan. It was, it was. It was their feeding of monsters. Yep. So that was it. Um, we have a, uh, what, uh, war, is War Games this week? Yep. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, you got War Games on Sunday. Um, and yeah, that should be good. Should no be. titles really on the line there. No. Well, the women's titles in the women's uh, war games match. The tag belts are in the war men's war games match. Right, right. The and then American. the yeah, the North American is up. And Balor still the, hurt. Uh, where's I mean I know Balor got hurt, but like, how can you have what's his name drop the belt and then Baylor gets. Balor gets hurt and then he doesn't drop the belt. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Well, Cross is going to be out for like a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he's going. He was going to be gone for a while, 
it, which I don't understand because I follow Killer Carrying Cross on Instagram, and he's like on there powerlifting and doing all this stuff. I mean, he had his wife and her best friend in like bikinis standing on this like podium, and he's lifting it over his head. And I'm like, I thought he had like a torn shoulder or something. <laughs> You know, maybe he's just showing off for the chicks. Maybe he's healed, but like he just can't wrestle wrestle yet. You know? Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's it rehab, and he's lifting women. It just looks bad whenever you you, you drop the belt for an injury, and then the the, the new champion yeah. gets injured. And it's... Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Doesn't want to do that that yeah that tournament again or anything like that that quick. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't really think they have anybody that they want to put that on right now. Well, what's Chompa doing? Just going Chompa's fighting uh, Timothy Thatcher. He's feuding with Thatch as Thatch can. <laughs> I love Timothy Thatcher. I love Timothy Thatcher, too. I love his wrestling classes. I think they're great. I like that he's sort of afraid of Champa, even though he towers over him. <laughs> so we'll see. I feel Our like game is always an ex- is always an exciting uh, show. So what spot do you think Pat McAfee's going to do? Because he's going to try to uh, do something. I figured out what I don't like about him. I think he backflips off the top. You think so? Moonsault off the top. He did that moonsault um, when he fought um, shit like a Cole the last time. He did that real good moonsault. I think he'll do that one. <laughs> He's athletic enough to pull it off, and they'll catch him. There'll be 100 guys below him. Yeah. Four seven. I figured out what I don't like about him. What? It's whenever he's doing his promos, he stands like such a moron with his heels together, his back straight, his arch back, and he's doing this with his hand the whole time. It just yeah. looks so unnatural. You know, it, what he says doesn't bother me. Like, I think he cuts good promos. It's just the way he's, like, his body language is so, like, stupid looking. Like, it looks... <laughs> you also get the feeling that Pete Dunne has no desire to be in that group. <laughs> yeah. The other Pete two Dunne was on his way up to being a huge megastar. The other two no. love it. The other two are like so excited that they're yeah. they're like eating it up in the back, and then they're like, even Pat McAfee is like, oh, Pete Dunn never speaks, and he's speaking right now. You know, he's like the badass, the like the Terminator of the group. Mm-hmm. But he is. He just has that face where, he, well, he's the one that can wrestle the best. Yeah. <laughs> he just has that look like this is annoying. This isn't me. Like I'm, right. I'm not a loud talker. I just fight. I just beat people up. It people, could work, though. Yeah, he'll do a lot of the work in that match. Yeah. Because those other ones are all good. They'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good match. Yeah. One, one other thing I need to talk about with this War Games thing is, what are they going to do with the women having, the the, the good guy women having the advantage? In war yeah, that's never happened before. Someone's turning on somebody. Yeah, because usually it's the bad guys because then they're getting all the heat the entire time when it's yeah. two on one. Not the good. The girls have it now. The good girls. 
Patsy Rhodes said that on that Legends of the Legends of Wrestling roundtable once. He's like, my team has never won the coin toss in <laughs> in a war games match. The Horsemen won every single time. So yeah. you remember they used to do the coin toss. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just works better. I mean, and I don't think you can do the hill turn again because you just hill turned um, Tony Storm. Surprise, Tony Storm. And then last year you did the uh, at the War Games you did the um, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai turn. So like, you can't you can't trust those. It's too much turning. Yeah. You know, I think there's I don't know. We'll see. Ripley and uh, Gonzalez will do some crazy shit. I wouldn't be surprised if that that one ends the night, and they should yeah. do the they should do the Bam Bam Taz spot where someone goes through the ring. Maybe. I mean, I think with those two big women, that'd be cool to see them like someone suplexes someone off the top of something, and then they go through the. the ring. I mean, they're big, both big women, but they're still both well under two hundred pounds. Yeah, they're just strong. Yeah, I'm not saying that they win. I, I, I don't know. Watching Raquel Gonzalez beat the shit out of Boa a few weeks ago was pretty hilarious. I mean, she was beating the shit out of Boa a few weeks ago. They kind of dropped that whole thing. Yeah, they had a segment last night. They did. I missed it. They were getting waterboarded. You didn't see that? No. They must, did they, they do their segments when they come back from a commercial or something? Yeah, they came back from a commercial, and Boa and, um, and uh, what's her name? Zia Lee. They were in some, like, water bins, and they would have to, like, some guy was forcing them underwater, and then they were coming up holding their breath, and the guy would go again, and they'd force them underwater again, and then finally they're, like, soaked, and they're, like, having trouble breathing, and then they show you the girl's hand, and she, like, nods, points into him, and they start drowning them again, and it's like, all right, whoever this, I don't know who this chick's going to be. It's going to be Madam Gal from uh, Daredevil. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of. Can you think of a prominent Chinese wrestler? They're the first two Chinese wrestlers in WWE history, Boa and Xia Li. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are they going to make this Chinese warlord? They're going to whitewash it and make it like an American girl. <laughs> That's like the power behind it. Yokozuna was Samoan. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they could do that. They could get like a. They could just know in the WWE they'll find some like Chinese Japanese girl and they'd be like you're Chinese now and you're a warlord. <laughs> It'd just be somebody under a mask. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a definitely it intrigues me. Though. I want to know what it is. It might it's be the, somebody we know. That that's why they're keeping it a secret. Because if it was somebody new, like why would they you know not reveal who it was? Maybe yeah. I show their face. It's got. They have to put someone white under a mask, like they did in WCW, the Young Dragons. Yeah. Like Jamie Noble is one of the Young Dragons, an all Asian tag team, but they. Uh -huh. Jamie, it was Southern ass Jamie Noble under a mask, and then they're like, "Oh, he's part of this now." <laughs> the Young Dragons. I, I like the entrance that they did that week for the Sunday when the dragon was flying around the room. Remember that, Braun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Ricky Steamboat was coming out. Maybe it's him. It's him. He got a sex change. <laughs> like I can't think of any women that. It's Katie Katzenzar. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shotzi Black. Know who it could be. 
It's Gail Kim. <laughs> it's Gail Kim. It's so oh racist. Oh my god! What what nationality is Gail Kim? I don't know. What if it is Gail Kim? <laughs> she is not on good terms with WWE. Yeah, she won't be back. She? Do you ever she hear the story of that battle royal? Yeah, she just rolled under the bottom rope and walked out of the walked out of a battle royal and never. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what other Asian superstar they would use there. You know, like... Does it have to be Asian? You would think, because they're doing all this, like, Chinese lore and, and symbols, and there's a sensei and a dragon. I it's going to be Lord Tensai. <laughs> it was sweet tea. Uh, Lord Tensai. And I was like, that's Prince Albert. That's not Lord Tensai. <laughs> He shaved his back. <laughs> By the way, I think he was there last night. He's always yeah. there. Does he work for them still? I thought he got fired. No, he's still there. He's in charge. Yeah, he's I thought he. I thought there was something. He got fired. You're thinking of Hugh Morris. I thought it was Albert too. What's his name now? Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom. He was in the back, standing there. Matt Bloom. His name is Sweet Tea. <laughs> how about the funk? How about the Funkasaurus? That was he's, such a letdown. He's too busy on Fox News. Right he's now. too busy on Fox News. Fox News is fake now, Ken. Cyrus. <laughs> he went to TNA, wasn't he? What was he called? Was he Tyrus and TNA? Tyrus there too, yeah. Yeah. Something on the mama. I liked Brad. It's clay. I did. I like that song. I like that he stole that song off of. What was the other guy that had that song before? Ernest Cat Miller. Ernest yeah. Cat Miller. <laughs> Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso's wife and Cameron. Remember they used to do put the butts together and then <laughs> do their little entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus. Remember the the video packages leading up to his debut they like have him like killing all these people and all this stuff like next week bro his clay debuts and then he comes out to that song dancing and <laughs> they did do like dark like he was going to be this dark character mm -hmm. well the story behind that is he was supposed to do the the house the hall of pain like that that uh mark henry used so they were gonna. He was gonna do this Hall of Pain and introduce people into the Hall of Pain, and then they're like, "Well, we're gonna do this instead." And then they gave the Hall of Pain gimmick to Mark Henry. Oh, and the next thing you know, he's dancing like a dinosaur. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> tackles. It's great. When their match got cut completely from WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were like almost at the main event. We were like, "Why haven't the Funkadactyls and and." Brodus Clay, was it Sweet Tea or whatever? Yeah, it was the four of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Who were they fighting? The Bellas and somebody. Yeah, and it got cut from Mania. <laughs> of course it did. Because we kept <laughs> saying, there's no way this match is coming on at 10 o'clock at night. It can't be. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, well, there you go. There's wrestling for the week. We kind of went crazy there at the end. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's what hanging out with us is like. Just world yeah. and nonsense. <laughs> Just experience with hanging out with us is like. All right, kids, take us out. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends.
have a great evening and uh see you later later